0: Welcome to the latest episode of Sleeping with the Moon. This time last year, I wriggled out into the waning light to spend a night with the worm moon, which is the name that Native American Indians gave to the full moon of March. For it was a time when they saw the first worm casts appear in the softening soil. March is one of my favourite months of the year because it signifies the lengthening of days, the coming of spring, warm weather and also my birthday, which is something to celebrate. (laughs) So lie back and I hope you enjoy wriggling with the wormy moon. I am waiting for the wormy man in the sombre forest glow. I am waiting for the wormy man whose name you may already know. His time of arrival will always be changing, but the meeting place remains always the same. In the shadowed woods by the lighted fire where the beeches huddle around, whilst fingers feed the frantic flames with branches from the ground. Around about this time of year, the wormy man shall doth appear with wormy hat and wormy boots, with wormy legs and wormy suit. He kneels upon the wormy ground to hear an inkling of wormy sound. He bends the trumpet to his ear to make the wormy things come near. Not fathoming their depth right away, he awaits patiently throughout the day until the squirmy wriggling rings the knell to him the sweetest sounding bell and as the wormy casts appear from winter's deep he welcomes their return with a joyful leap before counting them all everyone with a beaming smile like the noonday sun And in this gentle springtime hum, When the end of March has just begun, He tenderly praises them for their work, Noting achievements like a fastidious clerk. For now the wormy earth has softened so, So the earthly worms can come and go. But this year the winter was hard, And the winter was cold, And the wormy things were not so strong and not so bold, This year the winter was long, and the winter was deep, and the wormy things had little rest or little sleep. And so the burden of the wormy man grew and grew, until t'was only he that knew and knew the struggles of the wormy things' plight. And around those embers late at night When the fire was slowly dying I saw the wormy man Weeping and crying For his love of the wormy things Was undenying But as the full wormy moon rose With luminous aspiration Into the springing night The wormy man took courage from its glowing inspiration to persevere with his righteous fight. I've been talking to like-minded friends about worms. Our WhatsApp group name is Wonder-Fuelled Worms and I've been having serious thoughts of becoming one. A worm, that is. Resisting the impulse of throwing off my shoes and jumping into a freshly ploughed field to trudge through the rich, shining black earth has occurred to me on more than one occasion around about this time of year. A few years ago, I wrote a family show about a worm that was looking for its purpose in life. I've just turned 57. Perhaps I'm also re-evaluating. Down amongst the centipedes, down amongst your boots, down amongst the warrens, down amongst the tangled roots, down amongst the earthworms, down amongst your feet, down amongst decaying bark, down amongst the ancient peat. Something is happening underground. Down, 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 dark. I've now been asleep for a total of 20,805 nights, which sounds a lot. And I feel the time has come to wake up in the dark and explore what lies in my shadows to be awake at night and experience the flip side of the day-faced coin. And so I set out on the cusp of betwixt and between in the dusky day night, that liminal locale to witness what I have been sleeping through for nearly six decades, to stand horizontally asleep and lie vertically awake. Tonight's full moon sleepover will be different because I'll be sharing the forest floor with a friend, one of my wonder-fuelled friends, which is appropriate for the March full moon is called the Worm Moon, a time of year when the ground was soft enough for the Native Americans to see the first worm casts appear. My mind is a can of worms, squirming thoughts and images of worminess, The road on which the cars slip by becomes a tunnel excavated by the wriggling annelid automobiles. Each twilight, headlight, glowing car being one segment in a series of conjoined contractions that burrow deeper with their CO2 toxin into Mother Earth. As I walk across the field, now giving way to the shadows of ever-lengthening trees, Jewels of light on wet grass glimmer, reflecting the early night satellites of planets that shimmer above. A sharp sound cuts through the waning light, and an aviary of caged poultry emerges with an escapee guinea fowl, a bespeckled jail bird perching on a branch, celebrating with its call of freedom. I walk, willingly towards the darkening trees, into the mouth of the night. The night is the worm, with mouth wide open, swallowing me deeper, underground, down, down, dark. At what moment does night arrive? The question reminds me of the story of the hunter, who wanted to catch a glimpse of sleep, but never succeeded because the closer he got, the more tired he became until his eyes closed without seeing the moment that sleep arrived. A friend, a fire and a song. I want to dig. I want to furrow into the soil where I can burrow. I want to dig, I want to wriggle, just like a worm. Wriggle and squirm, wriggle and squirm, wriggle and squirm, just like a worm, just like a worm. I want to rise higher and higher up through the soil to rest and coil, to lie in the sun with earthbound fun. A friend, a fire, and a story. As the worm fueled friends sat around the fire, mesmerised by its raging glow and crackling spit, they spied a black slug, stretching its glistening body and welcomed their sleek fire warden friend to the gathering. They sat in silence, Waiting for the old, cold seasons passing. Waiting for the new, warm seasons rising. Waited for the long-awaited dawning. Waiting for the new, auspicious morning. Whilst pondering, the waiting room started to fill with ant, bee, fly and fox. Badger, buzzard woodpecker, crow, songbird, man, all waiting to welcome the casting of the worming. They heard a sound, an underground stir, an infinitely deep well yearning, and the murmur seemed to echo inside, already being a part. Buried feelings slowly revealing, foregone memories connecting the few. And in that moment, the gathering circle became a bath, with them on its rounded edge. But the stirring that was now whirring was deeper than the plug, deeper than the piping, deeper than the plumbing. It was coming from the source for the inevitable was already climbing. The sound was rising. They urged its approach, with willful goading, with hopeful cheer, incredulous joy and hateful fear. The trees were shuddered, the leaves were shivered, the pine needles shaken down, until the grumbling became a rumbling, Shaking and quaking, for the rising had already begun. Open-mouthed and wide-eyed, their gobsmacking senses reeled, the ground ruptured, ripped and split asunder. The ever-rising mound of castaway earth tossed the bath aside. They tumbled as the tiles of forest floor were lifted from their moorings. sliding outwards like rippling rings of water as the mound thrusted higher. And from the center, a huge earth-covered, soil-dripping head appeared, pink, soft and segmented, continuously rising, pushing the porcelain moon high into the black night sky, Towards the star-struck, shocked stars. The whiplashing tail left the earth to rise. The carpeted floor flopped back into place. The trees re-found their roots. The showerful soil fell to fill the cratered holes. And the gathering stumbled and circled back with shock and awe. And from where they sat, they stared to the stars to see the pink worm moon crawling across the sky, tilting earth's leaning towards the sun. Waking eyes open to yellow early morning, young beach awash with warmth of sun, wormy friend feasting with breakfast fuel seated on torp colored carpet floor. Don't speak, don't break the silent spell. Breathe deeply like the trees. Don't speak, don't break the spell of birdsong bright. Hear the humming of the bees. With my eye to the ground, a hand high thicket of slender sprouting Beechling fingers seeks the heights of buzzard's wing. Elder trees, closer to heaven, who have shivered winters and sweated summers, ruminate on the seasons, pondering on the concept of universal friendship. And I ask myself, could I make friends with everyone? A bee hovers, searching for sweet reward, I spoon nectar dessert. Leaf tongues waggle new day's conversation with gentle kiss. Tender breeze freshens morning's bliss. And my friend leaves in silent contemplation. Tis the season of early morning song, with calls and trills, chirrups and whistles, peeps and squills. A squawking fly past chase explodes overhead, followed by the audible but invisible allulation of song that races undulating through this avian arena of sound, tree topped with a buzzing propelled plane. Then the virtuoso arrives, taking center stage with speckled breast whilst others wait in the wings. The throstle with his note so true, a Charlie Parker alto master class ensues, who is also known as Bird. The gates have opened as human traffic pounds along the track with alien voices and stick throwing dogs. Youngsters meet the soil of the earth and the soul of themselves with guided activities as elders look on. But my wish remains to stay hidden in this leaf-floor room of open trunk walls and canopied ceiling. The metropolis of ants awakens, forming clumps of crawling investigative bodies, whilst outlying sentries seethe over an intrusive boot. I spy the slug, our fire-bound night friend, sheltering under dry brown leaf in a state of paroxysm, curled in shock, resetting, frozen on pause, regenerating. And I feel the guilt of a heavy foot treading on what we don't know that lies beneath our feet. So where are the wormy things and how was the moon? The question is answered as my eye follows the beach worm saplings wriggling towards the lunar world to eke out their new worm-cast dreams whilst feasting and fertilising the moon. I reflect on my wormy man friend's words in the beginning rhyme about those vulnerable upright worms of our own kind that he cares for. Awaiting the verdicts of soil barons that decree their futures in rehoming programmes determined by shrinking budgets and tightening purse strings. So, how do we treat the worm? How do we treat our own? And how do we treat the smaller kind? How can we learn from our worm cousins who burrow, eat, and clean as they go? without leaving plastic can collars and bin liners as we cut and thrust through earth's riches, hell-bent on extracting our flagrant desires. I leave my bathing spot where the worm erupted from the soft soil of story last night and head back along the path, following the slimy trail of non-combustible detritus our genus has cast off. Bio, bio, biological, the science of our miraculous species, mercurial. Bio, bio, biography, it's up to us to change our history. Bio, bio, bio bioclimatic, we have the power to stop the toxic. Bio, bio, biodegradable, researching bacteria to make planet affordable. Bio, bio. Biodiversity. Respect the individual. Respect variety. Thank you for listening and thank you for wriggling with me under the worm moon. Thanks go to Pommy Harmer for producing this episode as she has done with the others so much wonder and skill special thanks to holly jenkinson for the music which i found incredibly moving very deep profound and mercurial in many ways and i hope you will join me again next month in april for the pink moon